This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take you. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. It has been a while. It has been a long time between minutes. Hope you've had an awesome beginning of 2018. Uh, I've been looking forward to getting back to you guys. We are at the 38th minute of Michael Mann's LA Crime Opus Heat from 1995. Last episode... Full episode, we did have a bonus episode in there, but last full episode you would have heard me talking to Mr. Luke Buckmaster of The Guardian and Flicks.com.au and Daily Review talking through Nate wheeling and dealing with Roger Van Sant. So John Voigt wheeling and dealing with William Fickner and William Fickner's little offsider played by Henry Rollins, Hugh Benny, giving him that final moment. You want to deal with these guys? And here we are. We are back. Oh, man, this is good. I cannot wait to dive into this minute with you. This is a really good minute uh, for... And it's just one of those ones that is kind of swept under. It feels like it could be, you know, that sinew between, you know, more significant muscles in this sort of very muscular, masculine gangster movie but it's it's got some really cool stuff so i'm looking forward to unpacking it with you today though my guest is me that is the only person that is here to talk to you about this minute of heat um my wife's here and uh just for 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 full transparency there are two microphones currently set up um, for this episode of uh, One Hate Minute. And one of them is unplugged, and that's the one that's sitting in front of her. Uh, because, as I've told you a few times before on episodes of One Hate Minute, she flat out refuses to be on this podcast unless I get Michael Mann. So that's part of the reason to get the director of this film on to this show. But, without further ado, let's dive into this minute, and we're going to dive right in. We're going to catch... A little glimpse of William Fichter's face before we actually get into the episode proper. And then we are in for a little bit of a negotiation. So let's have a, a, a listen right now and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it together. As I was saying, that's not really an estimate. Those are exact figures. I had a print on here of the uh, cash flow of the bank for the past two months. How do you get this information? It just comes to you. This stuff just flies through the air. They send this information out, and it's just beamed out all over the fucking place. You want to just know how to grab it. See, I don't know how to grab it. Hello? 
Here we go. 13.9 million. I bought it. Good. What did I tell you? Yeah. Put on. Call Van Zandt, collect the money. How is he? He's a businessman. That is a good minute. That is a good minute. We kick off. It's just, it's like literally right from the get-go. You come back in the midst of a conversation. Uh, you're seeing Kelso outline to Neil here. He's like, this isn't an estimate. I get specific figures that I've got. And it's kind of cool because it's interplayed here with the back of John Boy walking towards Kelso's shack. And if you look at the shack, it's like 37 minutes, 3 seconds. It's the shack that has like... A million satellite dishes all coming off of the top and all sort of surrounding it. Um, you do see that it's positioned on the top of the hill in, in, in a sort of upcoming shot. And there's this great exchange where Neil's just like, how do you get this information? And it's, it's this really terrific transition time, 1995, like the sort of, you know, the internet is really beginning to flourish um and and to become a, a way of life and you know and you know really sort of by early 2000s it's everything but right here in this moment you've got this very old school you know 70s and 70s in actual you know he's sort of where, where he was raised in De Niro and 70s in terms of Michael Mann's lens on things you've got this very, very sort of 70s and classical you know gangster bank robber you got to case a joint. You got to go in and steal the plans and and steal. You know, you've got to break in to find out exactly how much money's there before you actually rob it. And he's just like, this information is beamed, and that's what's so cool. Like it in that way, it's this sort of hacky. You imagine that Kelso might even be like a conspiracy theorist or something like that. It's like beamed all over the place, and you just need to know how to grab it. And I know how to grab it. And it's so weird. Like in a world of cybersecurity. I think that line actually begins to make even more sense the more that you watch this movie because you're like, yeah, of course, he just like hacks it or whatever. Um, but for Neil, there's a great moment where, so Kelso does his like, so very, you know, he's got this, Tom Noonan's got these great big long arms, they're like sort of daddy long legs, spider arms, and he's like, it beams all over the place. And he's like, yeah, just grab it, just grab it. And... There's this great moment, uh, and I love it in De Niro's just... It's in De Niro's wheelhouse. You see him do it in different performances, but it's like De Niro reacts to people. Like, he looks at him like, this guy's sort of a nutter. And then he looks down at the information, and he can see that it's legit. And he kind of looks back at him again. It's like these double glance, almost like a double take, um, that's just so perfect. Uh, because it's it's like it says absolutely everything uh, about... Like, how do you get this information? He he's he's sort of skeptical. He's that beautiful continual skeptic, and it's about thirty-seven minutes, fifteen, sixteen seconds, where Tom Noonan's like, "Oh yeah, I just know how to grab it," and Neil's giving him this look like, "You're a nutcase." He looks at the information, and he's sort of flabbergasted, and he looks at him again. That's just so De Niro. It's such an awesome little moment. So thirty-seven minutes, twenty-three seconds. If you're looking in this thirty-eighth minute, that's one of my favorite little glimpses little pieces of perfection and performance subtlety that you sort of get what you're going to do. 
Um, they're all really beautiful framing, all afternoon light, um, but not shot in, you know, not shot in that like Terrence Malick, everything is beautiful magic hour kind of light. Like the kind of light that if you commute to work and you just know that it's this sort of sometimes oppressive sort of sundown light where, you know, you're driving home and, you know, when, when the sun does peer through those trees as you're driving home or pierce into your train carriage, like get, gets and burns you, like that's the kind of light that we're seeing here. Um, and so Neil's just sort of monitoring, looking at this massive like reams and reams of paper showing exactly how many millions of dollars are potentially on hand. And then we get, the it's a cut now, there's a few cuts um, earlier in that exchange, but there's a cut to sort of a, di a completely different setup where it's about 37 minutes, 33 seconds um, on the clock, and you see Neil walking back with with Nate, sort of saying, look, I bought it. And Nate has been doing the wheeling and dealing for us, and we can, you know, we've seen Roger Van Zandt, but do what we know is a mistake, <laughs> which is to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to give you money, but I'm also going to kill these guys, um, which is opening a can of worms. But there's this sort of great moment as they walk down to these cars and as lanes and lanes of traffic are coming, um, there's this beautiful little inference that, you know, there's there's a stack of these stories going on. And so that's that really cool thing about Heat, right, where you it feels like there's a really lively city and there's a stack of possibilities with stories. And yet, you know, this is that, this is the elemental thing that's happening. And I think sometimes like the characters in landscapes, um, particularly in like traditional Westerns and stuff like that, they sort of, they start to be bigger than the landscape, you know, and John Ford did it with, you know, you know, uh, John Wayne and like the searches and stuff and any of his Monument Valley Westerns where like you've got these big characters who are larger than life who seem to like swell and become as big as those huge rock formations in the valleys because they're these towering figures but what's cool is in this landscape these guys blend in and that's their whole MO is to blend into this landscape so it's really cool in this scene it's just again that you're sort of constantly being reinforced with these beautiful compositions of the ethos and uh, of the different characters that you're looking at and the pathos of the entire story. So, um, look, it's, yeah, another uh, tremendous scene. But if you if you look at the makeup, there's kind of... Uh, if, you, if you look at the makeup of what's about to happen towards the end of this minute, the real um, artistry is in just... Spinotti's composition. So Dante Spinotti, amazing Italian cinematographer, done a million films. Really his best two. He went 95 to 97. He went from Heat to LA Confidential, which is pretty much a one-two punch of two of America's best crime movies. Now that's, that's a movie that's in the conversation for name another movie that's as good as Heat of the same muscular masculine quality because um, uh, recently online people have been talking about Copland and yes it is a tremendous film and yes um, James Mangold does a tremendous job with it and they're great actors and it's an, a great ensemble but it's just that it does not hold a candle to heat nor LA Confidential for that matter um, so yeah the this this is a great scene because sort of on the left of frame you've got this razor wire you've got this chicken wire 
and on the right of frame you've got this sort of jungle this overgrown stuff and in the middle you've got you got Neil and Nate doing their wheeling and dealing and, and sort of you know I bought the job I've, I've got to do what I've got to do and then as we wind in you know the last sort of frame of this 38th minute right on 38 you know zero zero as we dial into the 30 um, uh, 39th minute you transition so perfectly from this sequence to an interior so you get exterior to interior and it is made up in almost an identical way you've got this really harsh and, and sheer white concrete wall on the one side you've got light peering through a skylight and it's in the same way as the kind of light is sort of being sliced and diced and grated over the faces of John Voight and Neil here um, uh, sort of behind Neil's uh, silhouette, silhouette as he goes into his apartment building, and then you've got this sort of organic, you know, trees on the in the interior stairway, and he walks in, and this is another beautiful, you know, there's already been one gorgeous silhouette out of Neil's apartment, the kind of seminal heat moment Joe Lynch and I talked about, um, based off of um, an uh, an Alex Colville painting Michael Mann famously was inspired by. But you've got this amazing motif there where he comes in and he's being dissected with the light and then he's a silhouette and he sort of comes into darkness. And so you've got the transition of the harshness and this jungle and these people that are sort of sort of navigating their way somewhere through it. And Neil, the anonymous man, like going into, again, this sheer and dark and uninviting place and he's kind of shrouded in darkness. And... It seems like such a nothing scene. There have been so many scenes like this where it's just seeming like there is absolutely nothing going on. Why am I even watching this? What has this got to do with anything else? Um, but it's just such... You know, heat throws more away in asides and establishment that does so much for reinforcing, you know, character philosophy or underpinning, you know... Um, this sort of this psychology of these professional characters um, and, and man's perception of these professional characters and how they interact in their environments. And it just throws it away. Like it's just... And uh, it's done so effortlessly every time. And I've watched this thing. I'm sitting with a person I think I've watched this movie with maybe 50, 60 times. Yeah, more. <laughs> that more was like, it wasn't like a, oh, more. We've definitely watched it more times because, oh, it's such a great film. That There was a more that came out of my wife just now that was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, more. Definitely more. Frustratingly more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, again, there, there's so many hidden gems Um in, in just beautiful moments, conveying messages and just such great things that they're doing with actors in scenes. Like, there are no wasted establishment shots here. Like, the establishing shot involves an actor. It shares a sort of visual motif with the previous scene before. It's reinforcing a message. Such powerful stuff. Wow. A, a, just a great minute. Um, guys... Thank you so much for being along on this ride with us. Um, and thank you so much for being uh, subscribing and listening and rating and reviewing. And for your patience 
with our little holiday hiatus, but we have so much good stuff coming up and so many amazing guests that I'm just so... I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back to you so um, we're going to have lots of episodes coming up we probably might go from two to three episodes a week um, just as we catch up and get back into the rhythm so you guys can get fully caught up because we want this show to sing along and us to have the entire catalogue of this amazing music for you guys to sort of follow along with but um, thank you so much for listening thank you so much for subscribing rating and reviewing and being part of the show um, please email us at one heat minute a mail at oneheatminute.com if you need any information about the show oneheatminute.com um, I am Blake Howard if you want to go to Twitter it's at Blake is Batman you can hit me up on there if you, if you love the show please hashtag oneheatminute and let us know um, thank you to Garth Franklin for um, all of his help with our web design Paul Davis for our music um, and we'll be back very soon uh, with more One Heat Minute